Ready? Born ready. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome again to the Simply Paulette podcast where we engage in life conversations, life experiences. We pose questions and we're seeking answers through exposing ourselves in vulnerable ways and trying to approach life in an assertive way, but also not forgetting that it it is always to our advantage to have empathy and humility in the process. And on my way in today, I was just thinking about everything that is going on. I mean, for all of you, if if you don't know what has been taking place on the national stage, um, you got to be under a rock somewhere. And um, and I, I in in a lot of that sort of led me to what I want to talk to you about today. Um, it certainly, uh, there's a, a point in your life where you don't want to celebrate the demise of anybody. But there's also a level of vindication that you feel when you feel that everybody somewhat is on some level of equalness, you know, there, you know, you don't want to, it's very difficult to face life. We, we always talk about our catchphrase, you know, living our lives like it's golden, but we know that living a golden life doesn't come from us not being mindful of what is spiritual principles, what are, you know, uh, physical principles, you know, you, you have to think about principles of life and principles are not like morals. You know, when, when we think about morals, we think about the moral consciousness of society. That's somewhat a consensus of what society has dictated, what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. And, you know, so morals can change. At one time there was a consensus among society that slavery was acceptable and and then ideas can change you know you ask that the average person now is slavery wrong and you would get a unanimous uh, response of course it's wrong but then there is shifts of what we call slavery of course we don't see people um riding around and popping people with whips anymore. But oftentimes we will look at our prison system and see that that is a reformed uh, perspective of what prison is. And so taking all these things in mind, because I don't want to lose the point of what I want to talk about today. Uh, it, It has, even though I do not share the, political views of our president, uh, ex-president Trump. But I was thinking about what has taken place the last few days on a personal level, not a political level. There's many things that um, I've seen him do um, 
not I personally seen him do, but I'm I'm aware of it. The one thing was when the five black boys were charged with rape in these heinous crimes, and he took it upon himself as a private citizen at that time to put an ad concerning these young men. And when they were exonerated, he showed no empathy, no, um, he had no apology um, that he could have made the wrong decision or whatever. He just sort of buckled down on that. And when I looked at him, it's something about, I've never personally been to jail or prison myself, but I've, I'm very familiar with that process, you know, as far as having people that I love and care about being a part of that. And if you've ever been to any of those facilities just to visit, the environment is not very welcoming. It's almost as if when you're in those situations, you're treated almost as if you are a criminal yourself. So the process is very humiliating. And so when I was thinking about how this wealthy man who has occupied one of the highest or the most powerful seat in the world could find himself humbled, not necessarily by his own choice, but humbled by falling prey to his behavior. As a human being, I was not celebrating that because it's something about you when you're holding yourself accountable. Um, you can't give yourself the luxuries to um, to step outside of character. That's pretty much what it is. You can't allow yourself the luxury. And I was thinking about, when I was thinking about all of that, I wanted to talk to you today about holding ourselves accountable and not only holding ourselves accountable, but making the effort to keep ourselves in good company that they hold us accountable. Because when you do not hold yourself accountable, when you're not around a circle of people who will check you, you will become the worst version of yourself because nobody is born with character. It is something that is built over time. And when I think about just what I have been able to um, know of the ex-president Trump, if the one thing that you would see very consistent in his life is one, I don't think he was very mindful of the people around him. Certain virtues that are just principles and virtues that to just be a person of good character, you, you need to be mindful of. I'm not saying that he was a horrible person. I am saying that a lot of things that he said in the position of power that he was in, he wasn't always mindful of those around him. And then the people that was around him, whether they had the power to or not, as you can see it today, 
you see he's ended up in a place because his peers and those around him have not held him accountable, not just to the virtues of character, but not even at upholding him to what is a accountable far as the law. You know, you we've seen a whole um, channel of Fox News just sort of, it, it's being revealed that what they personally felt was shown in their texts and among phone calls among themselves was completely different from what they would come and present to the world. And one principle that we have to know that there is a principle of sowing and reaping. It, it is something that we teach our children that not to, I, I, and I think that, I thank God that there is some level of mercy and grace that is given to all of us, that we don't truly reap everything that we sow. But we do need to know that what we are putting in the atmosphere, what we are saying to people, how we are behaving, how we are treating ourselves, that it does have a reward to it. And we just need to know that it, as the one thing that is amazing to me, that one thing that we all can agree is change is happening all the time. It's happening all the time. You can't stop it. And this is the one thing about the reason why accountability to yourself and to and, and those that love you or surround themselves around you, the reason why it's important they hold you accountable is because of change. I want you to just reminisce in your own mind. Just reminisce where you are today. And just think about where were you five years ago? Or where were you four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, or even just a year ago. This is the thing about change. Change, you don't see it when it's happening. You know, when you first take that first drink that seems to be a little bit different from the other drinks in the past, you know, it, it became that thing that you went to to um, comfort you or to bring some level of of relief to anxiety. Like, when did you notice that it became something that you needed? You know, even for myself, I can use this one thing, like weight. You know, you have one dessert. Two desserts. When do you notice that you're getting bigger until like you're at the point the pants don't fit or the dress don't look right? You know, you don't really see it, but other people around you can start seeing the subtle things that it is very difficult for you to see in an objective way until it is upon you. That's why accountability is 
is really important. When when we think about our character, you know, when have you worked on forgiveness? Like these these things are part of our life, part of living this golden life is having true self-assessment. You know, when have you looked at how do you forgive? You know, how do you um, practice mindfulness? You know, we all are out here. We even had a great time on the Jess Eldridge podcast when it was the women's um, um, month. And we were talking about different things, you know, how how mindful of you? How mindful are you of your partner? You know, as a mother, I have to be mindful. Like, there's been a lot of change of how I raised my children and the state of mind I was then, and the state of mind that I am now. And I have to sometimes, even on that podcast, I had to, um, I listened to it twice. Because I thought to myself, you know, how, how am I showing up? You know, how, am, how are those that I love and care about, how are they perceiving me? Because mindfulness is important. That's why having conversation, you know, a lot of time we be thinking about getting together with people to just go out and have a good time. You benefit from having consistent fellowship with the people you love because you're confronted on a regular of how you are showing up in the lives of people. You know, we think it as we we see it as a social practice for us to go out or get together. But honestly, when you're trying to hold yourself accountable, it really should be seen as a practice of being held accountable. You know, the first thing, if you'll notice, when people are going through depression or going through really tough times, the, the easiest thing is to withdraw yourself. And the reason why people withdraw themselves is, is reasonable. A lot of times you don't want to have everybody opinion upon you because it can affect you because of where you are and the vulnerability you're in. But also... It's it's important for people to see you when you're going through things because they can help stabilize you. So in that time where you could make the wrong turn just because you're not in a in the clarity of mind or you're not emotionally stable, you can make some choices that being out of the company of those who love you and care for you, they would stop you. They're gonna say something, and so. When I'm thinking about everything that's going on right now, like I said, if I think if you are a person of any kind of character, you're you're happy to the extent to know that there is some sense in this world that we are all on equal planes to a degree. We like to see that because when as African African Americans, when we see the justice system, we have seen a system that is so rigged against us, that is so unfair. You know, when we look at crime, you know, our sons and our husbands and our daughters, our mothers and our fathers get these huge, 
unhuman punishment of sentencing. And then you see people who are rich, who have money, do the same identical thing and get months. Even even when we think about the Capitol riots, you know, we would be sitting here under complete different set of circumstances had if that been Black Lives Matters or young Black people or older Black people who would have went inside of the Capitol and threatened the lives of our seat in Congress. We would be still riveted by deaths, whereas we're looking at people who not only were not arrested that day, they spent much of the months to comes in the year to track them down by video because nothing happened that day for the most part. I'm not, I'm not saying that nobody wasn't arrested, but the majority of the, the resolve of that situation happened after the fact. And still right now, there's still a lot of things that, um, that has not been materialized like the fake electors, you know, the documentation. We, we see a lot of things that are coming out. And when you have been a people who have been held to the highest accountability of the law for the crimes that you may have engaged in and sometime has been framed, it is not celebrating for an individual, but it is a celebratory moment when you see others who blatantly in daylight do what they do and it doesn't seem to be any judgment. But what we have to also realize as we sit on the outskirts of what is going on today, we have to also know that there's accountability not only that we have to adhere to to the law, but we have to have an accountability to a law that is not seen. There's a law of accountability. There's a law of character. There is a law of virtue. These are things that as we're building a golden life, these laws and the observation of them and the observance of them is very important. It's very important that you, um, have a group of accountability. One thing that I love about the staff here at Just Eldridge Media, it is a staff that is not only people who have come together to work together, it is a group of the leadership, from the leadership of Keith and the leadership of Eldridge, they hold us accountable. Not just accountable to, to show up and record the podcast, they hold us accountable to say, what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And then they check us. When our behavior is not adding up to what it, it's going to take to achieve those goals, it's, it's a company meeting that takes place. It's conversations that happens over the phone. It's texts that are sent out. There's communication to hold you accountable because this is the thing. We've all heard that saying that if you have one spoiled apple in, in the bucket, it'll spoil them all. Because when you begin to allow people and allow yourself 
to be in situations where they're they're not aligning themselves for the good. You're going to find out that if you're running in that circle, you're going to become a part of that circle. That's why accountability is very important. You can, you, none of us are perfect. We all got um, flaws and things that we are working on. But the bottom line to live a golden life, you have to say to yourself and hold yourself accountable to what you want in life, what you want to accomplish, and then surround yourself around people who will hold you not accountable, not just accountable for talking, but will hold you accountable for your actions. And when you you can hang out with people, it doesn't matter what economic level they're on. When you get around people, have you as you have seen our ex-president, where you see educated, powerful people completely step away from what they have believed in, what they've stood for, and just sort of cater to this bad behavior because they don't want to lose your, you know, didn't want to lose his uh, approval. Eventually, when that person goes down, you're going to go down with them. And it's the same thing about you. If people allow you to be the worst that you are, at some point, not only are you going to go down, but you're going to take those down with you. You know, because you you can't be in the company of something that goes against who you are and who you desire to be and stay in the midst of that and eventually not reap the results of it. Um, I can't remember exactly the exact age, but Eldridge wrote a book and um, it was a mentoring book. And this, this book was about um, keeping a well-balanced circle, you know, having one part of the um, engagement in the book was is three circles in which you um, run in on a regular basis. One, one circle is that you are the person who everybody looks up to. You're somewhat the mentor and you need that group of people because it, 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 it humbles you to give back. It keeps you, in the state of mind to see where you've come from, how you've advanced, and it allows you to sew back into an area in which you've graduated from, but you didn't forget. The other circle is um, a circle of your peers, people who are experiencing the same things in life similarly that you're going through, people that they are relatable because you can talk to them and they can talk to you and you really actually get each other. Sometimes it's hard for a mentee to sort of get where you are because right there for the obvious reasons, they are not where you are right now, you know, but when you're dealing with your peers, you know, they know some of the struggles, they know where you're trying to go. So it becomes an iron sharpening iron uh, mechanism that takes place. And then the last circle he was saying that everybody should have is um, 
that you are mentored by somebody that is in the place in which you are going or trying to accomplish. And by having that mentor in your life that is mentoring you, those times that you can't see the road there clearly or those times you need to be encouraged because you're not seeing the change that we were just talking about earlier. You're not seeing that transformation. You're not seeing it. They can look at it and they can remind you You know, they can encourage you and say, look, I see something that you don't see. And because they are mentoring you and because you have faith and trust in what they're saying, it gives you the ability to have faith in that moment to continue on because you know that this person is not a person that is a yes person to you. This is a person that is there for your good. and so. I was just thinking about how important it is to to be accountable, that you have to acknowledge things, you know, acknowledge where you are. You know, and, and, and how all of this makes sense is when you can acknowledge where you are, whether you have the articulation or you don't. Sometimes just being in the presence of people and saying, Look, I don't know what's going on with me, but this this is where I am. I've I've had to do that in this journey that I'm on right now. When my life became different as a single woman, I was in a place where I I did not have the knowledge that I had when I was a married woman. And the the thing and this is unique to my situation, it isn't that other people haven't been in the same place, but I recognize the uniqueness of my situation is when I got married, I didn't know who I was. I was not in a, a developed woman. I was a woman in making. And so I was taking on all this responsibility and I became more defined in my positions than I was in knowing who I was. And because I ended up at the end of things having to self-identify, I didn't always have the articulation. I just got in the presence of people who would hold me accountable. You know, hold me accountable that I wasn't out here acting crazy because I was angry and I was frustrated or just ignorant to what was going on in my life. I had people around me who just said, you know what, Polly, I've been there, done that. The only difference, you know, you're in your 40s now. When I went through this, I was in my 20s. And the reason why you got this better than I did when I was in my 20s, there's some things you're bringing to the table or as your personal confidence I didn't have at 20. And so this is, this you are feeling the right things, but this is where you got to be careful, you know, and having those group of people around me and it just made my life so much easier. I heard um, a wise man say one time and his name was uh, T.D. Jakes. And this became a monumental thing of holding myself accountable. He said, don't make any decisions that will complicate your life. He was like, 
as a single person, just remember this. You are making decisions every day of people you involve yourself with, people you connect yourself to, things that you're going to do. You're moving around. You don't, uh, and you're able to move a lot of times um, at a faster pace because you are single. He said, but don't do anything that will complicate your life. And that resonated with me and it stuck with me. And to this day, when I get ready to make a decision, I stop and hold myself accountable and say, is what I am about to do going to complicate my life? If it's going to complicate it, and sometimes there is complications that come with decisions, but I'm speaking of, is it a complication that is going to um, hinder you and not help you grow? So I want you to just, you know, take a moment. I think reflections, you know, reflective moments are so great. I mean, I think prayer is great. These are spiritual practices of meditation and prayer. These things are so great. You know, when you're going through things in life and, you know, even if you are finding yourself in a, a moment of anxiety, prayer is so powerful because you release things into the atmosphere to uh, acknowledge to God, this is where I am. This is what's going on with me. And I'm, I'm releasing it to you. I'm, I'm. I have the confidence to even be on my knees or even either sitting here with my uh, mind focused on my communication with you. I have confidence that you hear me and I'm releasing this to you. But then what is equally as important is when we can just sit in moments of silence and reflect. So we can sing where, where are we, you know, where, where are the weaknesses that I'm finding in my character? Where are the challenges that I'm finding in my life? Because I tell you, I promise you at this point in my life, I have really truly found out that the challenges that we think we have with others really are not as important as the challenges we're having within ourselves. If we can recognize the change that we need to see in our lives to move us forward and focus on those things or recognize the change that has happened that is hindering us and begin to hold ourselves accountable, I cannot tell you the life that it will bring you. You know, I... I it's, it's certain things in my life that I have been very prayerful that God never removed me so far that I forget where I've come from. You know, I, I thank God that there's still an, an emotional softness to the experience of being a teen mother, that I can relate to somebody who have found themselves pregnant, in in disappointed at that time or the challenges that comes with knowing that you are ultimately responsible. I I'm, I'm extremely sensitive to the women that are out there that are struggling in a relationship and trying to decide, should I stay? Should I go? And this relates to men as well. Um, 
I'm extremely sensitive of what takes place when the decision is made. And I've, I've always asked God to never let me lose sight of that because in being able to be sensitive to those things, it makes me um, mindful of my environments, things that I'm saying to people, things, how I'm handling myself. And so I am saying to you, be reflective right now and just, you know, just make a self-assessment, a self-evaluation of yourself in, in your life right now and say, am I where I desire to be or are my actions lining up that I can be accountable that I am going in the right direction of where, where I'm trying to go? Are the people around me that, that have the most of my time, are they people that support me? And, and are they people who can celebrate my achievements as I go? Holding ourselves accountable will help us to eventually reach the goals that we're trying to accomplish in life. And, you know, and I, I want to say this one thing as I prepare to, to leave you today. I, I don't want you to be discouraged that you can't see all the changes that you're making. As the analogy I, I, I used early, earlier, um, when you are changing, you can't always see it. When you go to the gym the first day, the second day, the third day, you don't see muscle mass popping up in your arms and your legs. You don't see that. You know, when you're building a home, when the architect is drawing the plans, you don't see that you're building a house, but those things that you don't see are the processes that have to take place before it can be seen. So be mindful that the change that you are hoping to realize at one time, it may not be seen by you, but those who love you and those who are around you, those who are holding you accountable, they can oftentimes start seeing a change that you're not able to see at the moment. And so challenge yourself that to um, put, put those things that you're desiring far as who, the person you are, because we can accomplish a lot of things in our careers. We can accomplish a lot of things in teamwork, but ultimately for you to reap all those things, it starts first with yourself. It starts with yourself. You have to manifest what you know is the reality of who you are on the inside. And then align your company and your behavior and everything around you in alignment, which you know. Don't get lost in that you can't see it. It's coming. It is coming. The law of reaping and sowing has continuously shown us through different situations in life that if you put it out there, it is 
cause and effect that will happen. It it is when you sow a seed, it will bring forth a harvest, a harvest. And so today let's hold ourselves accountable. Let us celebrate who we are. Let us find ourselves in a position that we're not looking back and seeing the darkness of our life, but we will look back and see how every step led us to a golden, bright sunshine hovering over our lives. I thank you again for attending and um, listening to this podcast, Simply Paulette, and I look forward to seeing you next Sunday.